I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Today we have an amazing guest, Ben Topping of Byberg Small Business Insurance. If you guys listen to the pod, you know that Byberg is one of our sponsors. Ben is one of Allison's friends. We just have a really good relationship with Ben and this company. Yes, seriously, I am so glad that I met Ben a few years ago and that we've stayed in touch and been in each other's corners of the world. As a small business owner, when I first started, I didn't really understand the extent of what in insurance could do for me. But thankfully, I had Ben to hold my hand along the way. And he has been so patient with me and answering hours and hours of phone calls worth of questions over the years. And through this time, we've actually like developed a friendship because we've spent so many hours conversing back and forth. And so... Ben is the reason that we were even able to have Byberg be a sponsor of our show because he's a homie and he's helping us out. And then when we were talking about having more podcast episodes in the small business and entrepreneurship space, we were like, we need to have Ben on from Byberg to teach you guys what he taught me. So as far as business and insurance conversations are concerned. This is actually a very fun and entertaining conversation. And if you stick around for the whole thing, I can guarantee you that you will learn a thing or two. Yeah. And there's just so many topics like this where we think it's really helpful to do a deep dive on. So we loved this episode. We just got done recording and I learned so much. I know, Allison, you learned so much from Ben throughout the years. And I feel like it was, like you just said, one of those things that we wish that we would have known before. So if you are thinking about starting a small business or if you have one, I think this would be such a good conversation to listen to because again, yeah, it's just taking things that seem kind of foreign or very high level and breaking them down to be easy to understand. And Ben is perfect at that. He literally killed it, explained lots of high level things. And yeah, we, we really enjoyed this one. 
Also, we are going to pause on doing updates and peaks of the week for this episode because we talked a long time with Ben and we really want that to be the focus of the episode. So we will save those for next week, but I will go right into introducing Ben. Ben Topping is a small business specialist at Byberg Small Business Insurance, a Berkshire Hathaway company. He helps hundreds of small businesses get insured so that they can have peace of mind in their day-to-day operations. Ben helped Allison insure her small businesses, New Wave, 1404, and he helped both of us insure the Already Friends podcast, which we're going to talk all about. He is seriously so great at breaking things down and explaining them. And we're super excited to have him on to talk all things insurance. So without further ado, here is Ben Topping. Okay, so we have Ben here with us. And right before we hopped on, Kara was like, so how did you guys even meet? Ben, do you want to tell the story? Sure. So we were at, I think it was like a, an opening of the gardens in, in Little Bohemia in, in Omaha. And uh, I was there with some buddies. They they had told me, oh, let's go check this thing out. You know, there's going to be complimentary drinks and stuff. So, we, you know, we grabbed up some wine and walking around looking at all the stores. And Allison was there with some of her merchandise from New Wave, including this little like can of Palo Santo. And we were just making conversation. I, I think I had mentioned that, you know, oh, I sold. I, at some point I mentioned that i was working for Byberg, selling small business insurance, whatever it was, right? Um, but then I was like, well, what is what is this stuff? What is this Palo Santo? And she kind of explained to me, you know, what it's used for. Let me smell it. Was like, yeah, if you if you burn this, right, you're gonna, you know, have good energy, positive vibes in your in your apartment and and whatever. I was like, okay, that sounds great. So I bought it and um, went home, burnt it the first time, loved it, and I've honestly had the same can of Palo Santo <laughs> ever since. I've as soon as we, me and my partner, um, after we met, I had been burning it in my apartment for a while. She loved the smell of it when she came over for the first time, I remember. And ever since then, when we moved to Florida together, we moved into our new apartment. And I was like, this place has some really weird energy. I, I need to burn <laughs> yeah. the Palo Santo. And so I did. I burned, yeah, I did clear the clear the demons out, so to speak. And we uh I, I burned it around the apartment and it kind of like smelled like home, felt like home. And now I do it every time something weird is happening or I feel something weird. I do it almost every single time now. So yeah. Oh my God. I love that. The ripple effect. Yes. And the reason we were talking about insurance is because I had done junk stock and it yes. ruined a bunch of my inventory and it was this whole thing. And you were like, well, if you had got insurance with me, you would have been covered. We would have thought these things through because right. my other insurance agency did not. Right. Yep. Exactly. And so I helped you with Palo Santo. Yep. Got the vibes. You got me switched over to Buy Burke. Yep. And we've been rocking since. That's right. It's yeah. been a couple of years now. Yeah, it has been a couple of years. It's strange to think about that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love that. Well, do you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself and share what you do? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Should we so, jump right into that? Yeah. My name is Ben. Ben Topping is my last name. Everybody always kind of makes fun of me and says, oh, is that really your last name? I'm like, yep, just like pizza. There's only, <laughs> there's only one of me as well. Don't make it plural, please. Toppings. I'm, I'm just one guy. So. Um, but yep, my name is Ben Topping. I work at a company called Byberk. Uh, we are a Berkshire Hathaway company. Um, we're part of the larger insurance structure of Berkshire Hathaway direct insurance companies, which most people are more familiar with if you're in insurance. Um, so we're an affiliate of them. Uh, a direct report of them. And we sell only small business commercial insurance. So I've been working for them for about three years. I absolutely love it. Um, I've been in insurance a total probably like five years. So yeah, I was living in Omaha. Like I said, that's how me and Allison met. Currently living in Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I think we'd like to hear how you got into insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's not really a traditional like origin story. I wasn't like, I love insurance and I'm just going to do this. I was <laughs> I was actually, um, for six years, I was a linguist in the Air Force. Um, I got out of the Air Whoa. Force. Um, after that, I was going to school at UNO. I was like, well, let me finish my degree. I want to go to law school. I've, I had this idea in my head that I wanted to be in law school. Got done with my degree took the LSAT. I was like 28. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to law school with a bunch of not 28-year-olds for <laughs> three years and then be 31 by the time I'm done. Junior partner at a firm, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. So I was looking for something to do. I ended up selling craft beer for a company here in town called Nebraska Brewing Company. So I was their territory sales guy for like two years doing like direct beer sales for them for craft beer, was living that lifestyle. 
the pay wasn't really great, but I just loved the job so much that I kept doing it, you know, labor of love kind of thing, working like 60 hours a week, going to events, doing stuff, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And I just kind of decided that I wanted to get my insurance licenses. I, I don't know what struck me about it. I don't know. I think money was on the front of my mind. Like every salesperson, you're constantly looking to increase your revenue some way. And I was like, well, let me just do insurance. I, I don't know. I, I sat for my tests and passed those. I studied. It was self-study for about a month on um, both life and health and property and casualty licenses and really quick to jump in yeah um how long for anyone listening that maybe wants a career in insurance sure. how long was that test how long did you study for and then how much did it cost so I actually got, it's kind of a funny story. So I had said I wanted to, I was interested in in being an insurance agent and Farm Bureau, which is a big insurance company, reached out to me where they were like, I, you want to be a Farm Bureau agent? And I was like, well, I don't have any of the materials or I don't have my licenses. They're like, don't worry, we'll pay for your exam materials. I obviously didn't work for Farm Bureau after I got my licenses, <laughs> but um, so they gave me what's called exam FX. I think the self-study course is only like 160 bucks. It's a really great material. I personally only studied for two weeks for my life and health licenses. So that's to sell life insurance and health insurance. And then I studied for two more weeks for my property and casualty. And it was, I'm, I'm not a typical like have to do notes and study. I just take practice tests a bunch until I kind of get it. So I, I'd say don't study longer than a month for either test uh, if you're going to get both of your licenses. And then the test itself was, I think you have three hours to complete it. Keep in mind, this is years ago I took this. I think you have three hours to complete it. It's about a hundred questions and they're all randomized and it's all kind of more like scenario questions. Okay. So um, there's no essays or anything you have to write. And then honestly, once you have the licenses, you have them. That's it. You don't have to renew a test. You don't have to do anything. You have to do credit hours of CEs every year, but it's like computer-based training stuff. And, and it's always the ethics is the really important one you have to take because you have to be ethically compliant in all your insurance dealings. So, um, but there's no real retesting or anything like that. Like I said, once you have them, you have them. So that's pretty short considering some jobs, you know, you need a four year degree or more. Yeah. It is a minimal time investment. And I can tell you that what you get out of it is very worth it from my point of view. So. Well, that's great. Maybe it would be good for you to give a high level explanation of how insurance works, what it is that you sell, because I think it's 16% of the US start their own business, do entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. And there's someone maybe listening right now who wants to start their own business. And something that you mentioned to us is how important insurance is in small businesses. So mm -hmm. do you want to give that high level explanation of what insurance for your businesses? Yeah. So a lot of people, when they're starting small businesses, you know, you're thinking, okay, I need to get my accounts in order. I need to talk to a lawyer. Maybe I need to incorporate. I need to, you know, how do I want to set up the structure of my business? I would say you want to add insurance to that list because that is asset management really at the end of the day and risk management, right? So for instance, Allison, you have a bunch of you know, really great assets here at New Wave. You've got, you know, clothes that you've spent money on to acquire. You've got, you know, furniture. You've got um, all this stuff, right? And if there's any kind of catastrophic loss to your business, whether that's, you know, a big storm, a fire, God forbid, or, or you know, um, a robbery, theft of any kind, or even you yourself just damage, you know, your property that you're using to run your business, that's money out of your fledgling business's pocket, that you're probably never going to recoup or it's going to take you years to recoup from, right? When you have the correct insurance in place, kind of like we talked about with your junk stock experience, you won't have any of that worry or that, you know, real exposure to loss because you're covering it already, right? So that's, at the end of the day, insurance is a, is a defensive mechanism for your business to be successful so that you can then go and do what you love without fear or worry of losing anything in the process, mm -hmm. right? Because now risk. maybe I wouldn't want to do junk stock again because I'm like, right. oh, I'm going to incur potential damages. Exactly. But then if I had insurance- You should tell that story really quick in case they don't know. Okay, okay, yeah. So for anyone listening that was not a part of, what was that, junk stock 2020, I think, 2021? 21. And it was just super, super windy that day. I had my whole event set up took like seven trips out to the property where this event was going to be at, which took so much time. And at that point in my business, I didn't have enough employees, say, to run the store and be out there. So I decided to also close my business that weekend so I could do this event. And then within like an hour of setting up everything, like I bought the tent, I had the racks, I had the rug, like got we had to get signage, all this stuff. This windstorm came through and just blew over everything. Like my clothes were literally flying away. 
Everything was covered in dust. I had to get all new hangers. The tent broke. Like I was just holding down the tent so it didn't blow over into the parking lot. And then, because I was so worried the tent was going to scratch up like all of these really nice cars. Yeah. And so I was like, I can't even worry about my inventory. And then obviously made $0 because Mm -hmm. everything blew away. Well, not only did you make $0, but you lost money. You're in yeah. the negative. You're not just in the black now. Now you're in the red. And, yeah. And yeah, so that's that's could potentially be catastrophic for many new businesses. And so if I had insurance, what would the protocol have been? So basically, you went to an off-premise event with your inventory, right? You, you took some stuff away, which is a, there's built-in provisions for that in our policies at Byberg. At, at Byberg. Um, and so we expect you to go out and go to these events and do you know business. And we want you to be comfortable doing that. So what would have happened is you would have just picked up the phone and made a claim. You would have said, hey, I went to this event with property from my business and I lost it all. I lost X amount of dollars. And it's all based on your estimates, your receipts, your all that stuff. And we're just going to cut you a check essentially for whatever it was that you would have lost. So you could either replace that inventory, get new inventory, do whatever you want with that money. But the point is you lost assets, you lost money, mm-hmm. and we want to help you recoup that. So it would have been as simple as filing a claim and giving us proof of what you lost. And I know you're so passionate about demystifying insurance. And some people kind of think of insurance agents as the bad guy. It's like in that situation, insurance would have definitely been the good guy. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where nobody wants to lose, right? And so insurance makes sure that nobody does, right? The insurance company doesn't want to lose. You don't want to lose. So we don't lose by you paying us premium. Mm. And we don't lose by helping you stay in business so you can continue to pay us that premium, right? That's all it is. We don't want you to go out of business or spend more money than you have to. We want you to stay in business so that all of us can benefit from it. Yeah, because then you don't have a customer anymore. Exactly. Ah, that makes sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. I would love if you could share what maybe other things, other scenarios that you are having insurance for to prevent or maybe things that could happen with, say, the new wave podcast, all those things. I think we should go into the podcast because I never thought that getting insurance for a podcast was even a thing. And then we were just on the phone one day talking and you ran me through multiple scenarios where we would need insurance (laughs) for the podcast. And I was like, here's my credit card number. (laughs) Get the policy right now. (laughs) I don't know if that's attributed to my salesmanship or just, you know, whatever it is. But yeah. So yeah, no, with the podcast, especially, it's funny because we do, it's such a growing market and there are tons of podcasts and lifestyle podcasts. And I would even say, you know, like almost every lifestyle coach, you know, has some kind of podcast or trainers have podcasts, like these people that are interacting with others, giving people advice. Like you guys give a lot of great information on on your podcast. And even like a YouTube channel, like all these online forms of education, essentially. Exactly, exactly. And so you guys are giving people advice, you know, you're helping, you're having guest speakers on who are also giving advice on your brand, you know, with the podcast. So that kind of stuff is always liable to interpretation, right? Like your words and your advice and your, you know, things that you're telling people is always up for interpretation. And just because I took it one way and I took it in a positive way does not mean that everybody else is taking a positive way or they follow your advice and they just don't pull it off correctly. And they're like, well, I heard this on Already Friends podcast and now it cost me $200,000 or it cost me even $2,000. Somebody is going to hold you liable for that in some way, shape, or form. So that's why. And you have to imagine the volume of the internet, of how many people are listening to where in an online education space. It's not like this intimate, you know, little workshop where you have 10 trustworthy friends coming and listening to your advice. Mm -hmm. It exists on the internet forever. So there could be someone out there who is like, eh. I'll sue them. I don't care about them. Exactly. And I know the name of your podcast is already Friends, but not everybody is your friend that listens to this, unfortunately. (laughs) Or at least they are your friend until something goes wrong because of something they perceive like, hey, Allison and Kara told me this is what I need to do or these are the steps I need to follow or a guest speaker on their podcast told me that and it didn't work out for me and now my feelings are hurt and I'm going to hold you liable for that, right? That's just one scenario. I mean, copyright, if someone, you know, 10 years down the road goes, I already had this already friend's name or I had this idea for this podcast and here's my business plan. Here's what I had, you know, and they stole it from me, right? That's a big thing. Or if you use like a trademarked image or, or something, anything that could, you know, fall into that like copyright infringement space is a big one, Accessibility lawsuits are huge now. So if you guys have a website, which I know you do, and you have this, you know, Instagram, if you don't have the correct accessibility options for, you know, people in that are colorblind or whatever it is, a lawyer will pick that case up like no problem. Yes. Yeah, so like once you you're getting sued, any 
sort of gray area that you have going on in your business is just like fuel for the fire? It's liability. It's exposure, right? So, Would you want to define liability? Yeah. So what liability is, is basically somebody holding you responsible, a third party. So there's, there's three parties in an insurance contract. There's the insurance company, there's you, and then there's anybody else. And that's the third party liability, right? So anybody else outside of those two people that tries to hold you responsible for something, that's what we call liability, right? That's what liability okay. insurance is. Fault, responsibility. It's just a fancy insurance word for it. Do you have a fun definition for insurance? For insurance? Yeah. Um, I always just call it like asset protection, right? Insurance is just mm. protecting your assets. The best asset that all of these companies have, you guys included as well, is yourselves, right? So if you're not protecting yourselves and something happens that's catastrophic that makes you unable to perform your business, then you just lost your most valuable asset. So why would you not want to insure every part of your business, including yourself, from liability or from being held responsible for something? So I always call insurance just asset management. Asset, asset protection. There were even a few instances, now that you're saying the asset protection, when I said like I closed New Wave in January, you were like, oh yeah, if you are going through a hard time or something or you have to take time off or something, mm-hmm. would you explain that one? Yeah, so that's that's like time element uh, loss or any kind of reason that you have to close your business. If you have the correct policy in place, which you do, you have a biz- what's called a business owner's policy. We will pay for any kind of like incidental closures of your business. Like, hey, I had to close because we had a leak in the roof or we had a flood or there was fire or electrical damage or service interruption of some sort that caused me to close my business for a certain period of time. There's an elimination period of, I believe, 24 to 72 hours that you're not working. And then after that, we'll be like, okay, how much money did you say you were going to make? Okay, we will pay you that amount of money, even though your business is closed, because we want you to stay in business. Like, that's pretty mind-blowing, right? Did you know that? No, I didn't. And that's why I'm actually so happy that we're having you on and that you're here because small businesses and running a small business is already hard enough. And I don't think people realize that there's resources like this out there to make it easier and to help you, like you said, stay in business. So I guess a follow-up question to that is, why do you feel like getting insurance is so overlooked when people are starting out their businesses or even running their business? I have a lot of theories about this. Let's hear Um, So (laughs) my first one is always like, I always tell people that I was the door-to-door life insurance salesman that your grandma told you to watch out for. You know, like there's a lot of skepticism and a lot of uh, fear in the insurance industry because for a long time, people have had such bad experiences with insurance, right? Just in their day-to-day personal lives, like their home and auto policies, or they always feel like people are cold calling them, trying to get business from them, or, you know, people are telling you to watch out for life insurance. It's not actually that much of a benefit to you. It's There's a lot of like stigma and it comes from our, I think our parents' generation and the generation before them, because there were people literally going door to door with, you know, annuities and life insurance and just like the vacuum salespeople, right? Trying to get their money, trying to take advantage of them all this stuff. And and people look at it as an unnecessary expense, especially when they're first starting out with a small business. Going back to you saying the door-to-door people, I feel like now with the way that social media and technology and Google reviews are, like those people didn't have the accountability. They could exactly. just sell you something mm-hmm. and then never, never to be seen again. Mm-hmm. To where now, if you sign up with a company, yeah. there there's accountability from everyone on the internet. Like yeah. you can leave a review, you can call customer service. Like companies can't really be super schemy in mm-hmm. the way that they used to know. Exactly. And it's it's also what you have to realize too is insurances besides securities and like financial, you know, trade, it is the most heavily regulated field in America besides financial securities like stock market stuff, exchange stuff. Um, it is very, very heavily regulated. In court cases against insurance companies, it almost never goes the way of the insurance company in every single state. It's always fa- ruled in favor of the insurer. It, there's a lot of protections in place now for consumers when looking at insurance. But to go back to the initial, why do you think people look overlook it? I think there's just a stigma around it. I think people look at it because of the experiences either their parents had or, you know, the mindset that they've been raised with. I mean, all of us were raised like that, right? To kind of always shop around, always look for the cheapest price. You don't have to overpay for insurance. It's like, well, realistically, especially when you're starting a small business, it is the most vulnerable time of your life when you're putting all of these assets in one place, you're putting all of your eggs in this basket of I'm going to be successful. I'm, I need to make it. This needs to work. Not even just finding emotionally, emotionally, physically. Yeah, yeah. It's all brand new. You're navigating so many new waters so things can fall through the cracks. Mm-hmm. 
And to have something unexpected happen out of your control and completely ruin that for you because you didn't have something as simple as the correct insurance policy in place is, is it's, we see it all the time. We see it all the time. We, we get, I get tragic phone calls from people all the time that are like, you know, I'm buying insurance now, but this just happened to me. Mm. It's like, well, you know, if you would have thought about this before, if you would have had an accountant or one of these people that you trust tell you, hey, you need to go get, out and get your insurance policy and not look at it as an unplanned expense or an unnecessary expense, but something that you need, absolutely need to function your business clear and free of exposure and risk and, and doubt and worry and, you know, that emotional toll that the business is already taking on you. Yeah, you're almost just buying outside of the monetary side. You're truly buying peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny because that's such a like a cliche. Now that I've been in insurance for a while, it's, it's, it's like the most cliche thing you can say, but it's 100% true. You are buying peace of mind. You're buying the ability. You're paying for the ability to not worry about anything other than running your business as well and, and as efficiently and as, you know, creatively as possible, right? I think that's really important that you said to not wait until after something catastrophic happens. And I think speaking from business owner experience, it's not really a matter of if something will go bad. You work with a lot of small businesses. Like at some point, something is going to go wrong. Mm -hmm. It's a win. It's a win question. I relate. Yeah, I relate so hard to that because Allison knows this, but I was a full-time photographer, videographer. I've taken a step back. But when I was, I literally got my camera stolen, like robbed from me and didn't have insurance. I did have insurance, but my policy had expired 15 days before and I didn't, I wasn't on top of it. I let it expire, not thinking anything of it. And that was a time where you, again, wait way too long. You let things happen. And then I was out. $3,500. Yeah. Photographers is a big one that we see call in now. And some of them just want regular standard liability insurance to kind of like what you had before you went to junk stock to, you know, get onto a job site or I'm going to this venue. They want me to have my own insurance. I need this piece of paper, right? Well, I always ask them, how much equipment are you taking to this venue? I'm taking 10 grand worth of lighting and, you know, stuff like that. I'm like, so what if somebody goes into your car and steals all that? Well, then I'd be out 10 grand. Well, yeah, we need more than just a basic liability <laughs> policy here. If you're taking 10 grand worth of equipment or even 3,500 worth of equipment to every single job you go to, that's a major expense that you may never, it may take you months to recover that, right? Months to recover that. So why would you not just pay an extra 20 bucks a month to know that no matter what happens to you, you could take $30,000 equipment with you. We'll cover it. Mm -hmm. And that goes in so many scenarios, like stolen out of your parked car, mm -hmm. inclement weather, mm -hmm. someone taking it from the actual site. What are a few other entrepreneur or small businesses that you see a lot of people calling in for that you're like, this would help you in these scenarios? Um, I'd say photographers, like I said, is a big one. Uh, a lot of younger people, especially, are starting their own notary businesses. So you can go get, you know, your notary like certification from your state or whatever. And they're going and doing like loan signings and, you know, different document, things like that. Notaries, a lot of the time, too, are traveling around. They're uh, driving around mostly their personal vehicles. Well, there's actually coverage built into your business owner's policy for those kind of incidents. If you get into a car accident while you're while you're driving, if you bump into somebody's mailbox, if you ding somebody's car in a parking lot. When you're that, on the way to a work event. When you're on the event. way to a work related event, your car insurance company, a lot of the times will deny those liability claims because they're like, well, you were driving for a business. Why, why are we at this place? Oh, well, we're not going to pay out for that because you were driving for business, right? So mm. it's, um, there's a lot of notaries that we get call in. There's a lot of, I, I wrote, I write a lot of policies right now for artists. Um, we do a lot of art policies because again, just like with the copyright with you guys, if somebody paints something or put something together and someone says, that's my idea, that's my IP, that's my, whatever it is, they're going to get held liable for that. Absolutely. Right now, we also see a lot of small insurance agencies opening up. We do write a lot of policies for insurance agents, restaurants, and food trucks. A lot of people are starting mm. food trucks. We actually can cover entire food trucks. So, I mean, like the whole thing for relatively inexpensive compared to a lot of other people. So, wow. Well, I think let's hype by Burke up right now then. So, like, <laughs> how come by Burke does these? policies that other companies aren't doing. So it's not that other companies aren't doing them necessarily. It's just you're not being told about them up front, right? You're not getting the education. You're not getting the same buyer experience as you are at Byberg, honestly. One thing that I will say about Byberg is that we're a part of Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Berkshire, like I said, we're a Berkshire Hathaway company. So you're getting that level of ethical responsibility from every single employee from 
you know, the guys that are on the phone every day, you know, talking to customers to our, our top, top levels. These guys are some of the best and most ethical businessmen. I mean, I've ever, I've ever worked with in my entire career. Right. So, um, you're getting that level of like trust just from going with Byberg. And we're also a fully admitted carrier in all 50 states, which means that every state has said this is a good insurance company. And if it ever goes bankrupt for any reason, then the state steps in and pays out claims. Wow. Not all carriers that you do business with are admitted carriers, right? So that is a big, that's like a big, big deal that we are fully admitted in all 50 states to be backed by the state. Now, are we ever going to go out of business? Absolutely not. (laughs) You know, that's, 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 that's not going to happen ever in a million years, but we are, if anything, you know, worst case scenario happens, the state then is going to back up our claims, our policies, all that good stuff. So you're never going to be left high and dry by anything with Bybrick. But like I said, other places offer these type of policies, but our policy for the money you spend, you get the, not all insurance policies are equal by any means, but you get absolutely the most bang for your buck in a Bybrick policy. Our policy forms are better. I could get into all the boring details of our policy forms, but I'm not going to, I'm going to do that to you guys, but they, they are just, um, it's a much better form of insurance that we're writing on. Um, that is to our detriment almost, but to the advantage of the consumer of the insured. And that's all we care about at the end of the day. And of course, I think we have a little bit of Omaha pride by yep. being Bybert customers, <laughs> yeah. because if you guys don't know, Warren Buffett, who owns Berkshire Hathaway, is from Omaha. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that was the reason that we really loved Bybert. But for me, I really like Bybert because I know nothing about <laughs> insurance and policies and everything. And I feel like our experience was, you guys are just so helpful. So can you talk about that? Because I think, especially for women, sometimes you can feel like we're being mansplained or things are, where you like feel dumb and we don't know things. And I feel like Byberg, they will help you with whatever like stage of knowledge that you're at. So could you talk about how someone new comes to you? Like, what does that look like? How do you guys help them figure out what works for them? And if they maybe don't know anything, yeah, how do you get them to where they need to be? Sure. The first thing that you want to always do is just listen, right? I mean, when I'm teaching people, you know, it's, we developed a lot of training over the years and, and I've developed a lot of sales training for Byberg in particular. And, and the first thing you need to do is just ask the customer what they do, right? Like what's, what's your business? We're going to try to categorize you and put you into a class code, but really my only goal with every agent is to get them to the first thing they need to do with the customers, ask them, what are you doing day to day? Because if I don't understand, because just like I'm an expert in insurance, right? And every Byberg agent is an expert in insurance. We have no idea what you guys are doing. I'm not mm-hmm. an expert in podcasting. I'm not an expert in clothing retail. I'm not an expert in photography or, or anything, right? So the first thing that you want to do is empower a customer because in any buy and sell exchange, there's a power dynamic, right? And a lot of places, like I always use car dealerships as an example, they want you to feel powerless. They want you to feel like you're trapped in this time vortex with them. And a lot of insurance companies act in this way as well. They want you to kind of feel like you're in control, of the call. like you're not in control of the call. The agent is, oh, take control of the call, take control of the call. No, I want to give up control. I want you guys to feel empowered on that phone call. I want the business owner to feel like it's part of an exchange. It's an advisory experience. I've always said I, I've never sold a single insurance policy at Bybrick, right? I've only advised people on what they need and what they, you know, and what their risks are, what their exposures are. And you guys can make the choice at that point. If they want to purchase. Exactly. Because I don't really necessarily even educate them about the insurance policy up front. I don't just hit them with a bunch of insurance knowledge, a bunch of lingo. What we do is we just tell you what your exposures are. Kind of like all these scenarios we've talked about. That's the normal conversation that I have with every single customer that I talk to is, oh, you told me this is your business. Well, I've, you know, I've Googled your business. I've, you know, looked up. I've seen these things that you're doing. It looks like you're doing really well. Here's all the exposures I found though. Here's the things that you're doing that you're not insured for currently. Now I can get get your insurance for that and explain what that looks like. But let's just talk for a little bit about what challenges your business is facing and how I can help you meet those challenges and meet them unafraid of a loss or a potential exposure for your business. So that's, it's really not about explaining. I do go into a lot of detail about the policy and the forms, but it's more about how can I help you understand what you're doing inherently is full of exposure, full of risk, and how I can help you with that piece of your business and make that a non-issue for you. As a retail shop owner, I know how important it is to have a good, reliable POS system. 
That's why I'm so excited about our sponsor today, Shopify. Shopify has already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source. Track everything across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers both inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash alreadyfriends. That is all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash alreadyfriends to take your retail business to the next Next level today. Shopify.com slash already friends. Thank you again to Shopify for sponsoring the Already Friends podcast. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So like you said at the beginning, you can focus on running your business and not worry about like while you're going to bed, like, oh my gosh, well, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. It's like, yeah, like we said, it it could mm-hmm. and it definitely might at some point. Right. But that's why you have this policy to protect you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's about, like I said, looking for those exposures and letting people know how our policies can help you fill those gaps off, putting your business in that protective bubble so that nothing can touch it and you guys can operate without any worry of anything bad happening. Maybe let's do like a high level overview of like the different types of insurance. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I'll just continue to use your businesses as an example because you're here. So for instance, on New Wave, your clothing store, you have what's called a business owner's policy. And now a business owner's policy is general liability. So that means somebody comes in here, they slip and fall, they hurt themselves. You wipe out down you. the stairs when you yep, leave. Yeah, I wipe out down the stairs when I leave. <laughs> I will be, you will be hearing from my people, right? <laughs> um, so anything that happens, you know, physically to a customer when they enter your business and they try to hold you liable for that, that's what general liability is for, right? So that's, incidental third party so incidental third party the other people uh bodily injury or property damage so even if they drop their phone they're like your floor is too hard and my phone broke and i'm gonna you know hold you liable for that that's you know that could be a thing or i tripped over your couch because it was too close to an entrance and now you know my purse spilled all over the floor and i lost hundreds of dollars of makeup in my purse or something crazy like that right they're gonna hold you liable for when that. when you start saying these instances i'm like oh my god <laughs> The it's, amount of things that can happen. Yeah, well, it's it's. I don't literally. I don't like to fear. It's called fear mongering, right? That's a pretty classic insurance tactic, but it's it's not really because I don't want you to be scared. I want you to know that I'm going to help you with if that happens to your business, right? So I want you to feel comfortable and safe. Like it's not. It's. I don't want any fear to be in our relationship, right? So yeah, if that's general liability, but the business owner's policy piece of that, you can buy that just by itself. That incidental third party bodily injury. That's called general liability. What you have is called a business owner's property. That includes a whole host of other coverages. I mean, a lot of other coverages, including most importantly, business personal property. So that is for your 
your stock, your inventory, that's for furniture that you use to run your business. That could even be for your phone, your laptop, anything that you think is a business-related item that gets damaged during the course of business or outside of business hours and is at your storage location, at this location at New Wave, and even outside of New Wave, like if you take it to junk stock again or wherever, that's the part of the business owner's policy that is different from just the general liability is it comes with a general liability and that property protection for you, including the time element loss if you have to close your business and we got to pay you some income for that. All that good stuff is included on a business owner's property policy. And there's, like I said, there's about 50 other coverages on there that we can go through and we have, I think, before in the past. You've asked me questions about them, um, but that's just a high level overview of that. On your podcast, what you guys have is called professional liability, otherwise known as errors and omissions. Very, very similar in nature to medical malpractice. So any negligence that you're held liable for, any mistakes you made, whether you know, as long as it's not basically, as long as it's not intentional, you didn't intentionally badmouth somebody, you didn't intentionally slander another person, you didn't intentionally commit, you know, libel or, or insult them in any way um, with the purpose of intending harm on them or another business. Like I always use the example of you took out an ad in the newspaper that said, my lawn service is the best lawn service in town. And someone goes, well, does that mean mine's the worst? Okay, well, I don't like that advertisement. I'm going to hold you liable for that, right? That's something that professional liability covers you for in your instance with the podcast. So if you plug somebody's products and then another company goes, well, you plug their product in this way and it made my sales go down. So now I'm going to hold you responsible for that financial mm. loss. That's a, that's something that professional liability covers. It also covers, like I said, general negligence. So in the example of like a notary, they are late to a signing. It costs somebody money. They miss sign some paperwork. It costs somebody money. That's what professional liability is for. Like I said, any kind of negligence or anything that you can think of like malpractice, like I said, is one of the more common forms of that insurance that you're used to doctors having if they mess up a surgery or something like that and it's their fault, but it was not intentional or malicious. That's where professional liability like if someone's a makeup artist for a bride and the bride's yeah. makeup is wrong and it yeah. messes all of her photos up. Or at the time she says it's good, but then she sees it in photos later and says, I actually hate this makeup. It ruined my big day and holds them liable for it after the fact. It'll cover them for that. Now, wow. yep. So the Crazy. important, oh my gosh. yes, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff. So with professional liability too, you have to remember, um, it has a retroactive date on it. So you guys started your policy, what, like three months ago? Mm -hmm. So from now until the time you cancel the policy and you could switch from Byberg and say every year you change professional liability policy holder, right? You go from Byberg to any other company to another company, another company, as long as you have continual coverage. It doesn't matter when a claim is from, we'll still, the company at the time will cover that. So say in five years, someone comes back and hears this episode and they didn't like something that was said in this episode. And five years down the road, even if you're not doing the podcast anymore, for whatever reason, you have a professional liability policy in place, it will still cover that even though it's from five years ago. Wow. So, yeah. So that's what, that's what professional liability is basically in a nutshell. We've also got umbrella coverage which is extra liability. Another, the lowest amount we offer is a million dollars in umbrella, usually required for a lot of contracts and different stuff, um, especially for contractors and construction guys and stuff like that. They all have umbrella policies pretty much, but it's just an extra buffer around your liability coverage that if you go over your limit, okay, here's another million dollars to take care of that claim or to take care of that court case, whatever it is. Then we've got workers' compensation, which if a lot of people don't know if they're a sole member business, they can have workers' comp as well. It's not just for employees. It's for business owners also. So say you had workers' compensation for New Wave and you're in here and you hurt yourself and you couldn't work for two weeks or whatever it was and you had to go to the hospital, you could make a workers' comp claim, no deductible. We'd pay for all your medical bills. We'd pay for your rehab. We'd also pay you a percentage of your lost wages for that time. Like that's amazing. That's, you are so wow. good at selling and communicating that I'm like, up the policy. <laughs> Do it. Here's my card again. <laughs> Give me workers' yeah, comp. Well, I don't need workers' comp, yes. I'm sold. Yeah, but like you just said, you don't even sell it. You just explained what it was. And I'm literally out here like, okay, yep, I'm buying. Yeah, it's it's it sells itself. A good product always sells itself. And Bybrick has the best products. Um, okay, wait, we need to go back to that. So how you took your test and then you found Bybrick. Or Byberg found you? Byberg found me. I actually worked for State Farm first. I had put my resume online. I'd like updated my resume. I'd worked at State Farm for just about two years. Uh, and I put my resume online and was just kind of tired of waiting for a book and didn't really, like I said, culture-wise, wasn't really crazy about the new agent contracts that they had and all this stuff. 
And then I had an, my first interview with Dan and Rakesh. Dan is our VP of sales. Rakesh is our, I think his official title is CFO maybe, but either way, my boss is now. Um, and I loved, I fell in love with it. I mean, I, they were such honest, passionate, straightforward people. It's hard to find in a sales world, uh, especially in insurance sales. And I kind of let them know my expectations for them as well. I said, I want, you know, my ideas to be heard. I want to be respected. If I have something to say, I also want to be promoted. I don't want to be a sales agent forever. I like managing people. I like training people. That's really good advice outside of insurance. Yeah. It's like when yeah. you are going to a new company to let them know your expectations of the company. Yeah, you Never just kind of get that. tired after a while of kind of taking whatever comes at you. And I think that's a hallmark of our millennial generation is we're just kind of like the my restaurant orders wrong. I'm just going to eat it and say, yeah, everything's great. Right. But I think I kind of got tired of that. And, and I was getting to a point in my life where I needed to make more serious choices about my career. So I was like, listen, if you guys are saying it is what it is, then I believe that. But I want to be promoted. And they were like, well come up, show us what you can do. And then we'll talk. We're growing really quickly. I mean, they are, they're still technically a startup, still technically a startup, which is crazy. So we have a really great startup culture. Everybody's on board. Everybody's buying in. Everybody's ideas are heard and respected and understood and implemented is the best part. But um, yeah, I, I worked for three months on the sales floor. I was either the first or second sales agent every month that I was there. And I got promoted in like three months. And they were like, you're going to be a team lead. And I ran a team of 12 agents until I set up our own, our training programs. Um, every sales agent that comes through goes through what's called expert advisor training. And that's a program that me and, and some other people developed, our, our other team leads. My boss at the time, Esme, who's a wonderful person as well. She helped me develop that and roll that out. We retrained the entire sales force. We kind of hit it from this angle of educate first, sell later, um, which is what we do. And yeah, it's just been, it's been awesome. I just loved every single minute of it. So. If someone was looking to pursue a career in insurance, what are some of your favorite things about the industry as a whole and the lifestyle it's allowed you? Oh, man. The lifestyle has been second to none. I mean, it's great. I can work from anywhere. I live in Florida right now. As I said, our headquarters is here. That was a privilege afforded to me because of performance and you know different things. So I had to work to get that. But it's one of those fields where you truly get out of it what you put into it. You really do. And I would say a lot of people start in like life and health and home and auto, you know, when you think of insurance. But and and you see people that, like me that sell commercial insurance and they're like, well, how do you get to that level? It's like, just start there. You, there's no requirement for you to sell smaller lines of insurance first. There's insurance for everything. You could start selling crop insurance to farmers in Nebraska tomorrow, right? So it's such a flexible and diverse field. Like you don't just have to go grind your life away cold calling at an office somewhere. You don't just have to, you know, pay your dues and do all this stuff. You really can make it your own if you are going to be an insurance agent, even if you're going to open your own brokerage or whatever it is, you decide what lines of insurance you want to sell. You decide what clientele you want to take on. You decide, you know, how your journey goes when you're when you're working in insurance. I decided to go as a captive agent with Byberk, with a company that I have grown to love and respect and has treated me the same way that I treat it, right? And you can find companies like that. Now, they're bad companies, obviously, but there's bad companies for everything, right? Mm -hmm. But I think insurance is one of those things that's just opened a lot of doors for me. And I've found something that I'm truly like have grown to be passionate about, really love. So, and any, the best part about it is anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. Get your licenses and go nuts. Go do it. Doesn't matter what it is, when it is. Like I said, all you got to do is pass a couple of tests and, and you're in. Go find something you want to do. And the pay is good. The pay is great. <laughs> the pay is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pay, the pay is really good. I mean, it's all performance-based, right? So the pay is what you make it. You get paid however much you want to work. If you want to work a lot, you're going to get paid a lot. If you want to work a little bit, well, then you're probably not going to make as much. But especially at first, you need to be laser-focused and have some really serious financial goals to hit. I did with Byberg. I was very intentional with the amount of money I wanted to make my first year there. And I did, and I exceeded it. But it's only because I was putting you know, the time in, the work and the effort in. So. Yeah. And here we talk a lot about reverse engineering. So you came up with your financial goal and then reverse engineered what you needed to do mm -hmm. to make that happen. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, best laid plans and all that stuff, but it really, really did come to fruition. Again, I had some great leadership around me. I had some really fantastic colleagues and, and people that believed in me as when I came to them with an idea, they believed in it too. And we all got on board and we all worked together to make it happen. So that's very important as it is with anything else that you do in your life. But with insurance, yeah, it just it has the potential to to open a lot of doors for you if you're willing to go out and knock like find those doors and and make a lot of noise and try to be creative and different because the wheel really does need reinventing in some ways with with this industry so 
I think all that is so great. I want to ask a final question about policies and getting small business insurance. Mm -hmm. If someone listens to this and they either have a small business or thinking about starting a small business, what questions should they be asking an insurance agent? And maybe why should they go to Byberk to get that small business insurance? For example, can someone call and just see if you guys would cover whatever that they're doing? And would you help them explain what options they have, even if they aren't sure about buying it that day or on the spot? Of course. So, I mean, again, my goal and intention, and I know the agents that work for me and the agents that work for the company, our only goal is that you understand and that you leave that phone. My only goal was to get you to leave that phone call feeling like you knew almost as much as I did because I have all this knowledge. My only goal is to pass on as much of that knowledge to you. So I don't care if you're going to buy something from me or not. I just want you to make an informed decision. So whether that's whether you go with Byberk or one of our competitors, it doesn't really matter to me. I just want you to make an informed decision. And I don't want to answer the phone when you didn't go with Byberk and you had a claim and it was denied or something else happened and say, oh, I'm sorry, I never told you that this could happen. I'm sorry that I never, it's, it's for me as well to feel good about the conversation, right? Um, big questions to ask. And you, you'll give them a quote too, usually, right? Oh yeah. I'll give it. Yeah, absolutely. We'll give it. I don't, I'm not going to let you walk away without knowing what it's going to cost you to protect your business. Right. As yeah. Well. And getting a quote is completely free. So free. <laughs> it, it's still, do you see? <laughs> so it's, it's, that's kind of like what I was going back to with the stigma around insurance. You wouldn't believe the amount of people that answer the phone and they go, Hey, can I get a free quote? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, who's making you pay for quote? <laughs> like without you even are asking ever, this? Yeah, who made you do? Who? Who hurt you in this way <laughs> to make you ask this question, right? No, quotes are completely free, guys. Please don't pay for quotes. If you're if you're listening and somebody says you have to pay for a quote, do not go with that company. Walk away. That's a that's a red flag, right? So quotes are completely free. You can talk to an agent for as long as you want about whatever you want. Any questions, like Carrie kind of said, you know, if this happens, am I covered for it? If your agent can't, if you talk to an insurance agent and they ask you and you ask them, if this happens to my business, am I covered for you? And they tell you they don't know, or I think so, or it's anything other than a yes or a no, black and white, and yes, and here's why, or no, and here's why, walk away from that conversation. That agent is not meeting your needs already, right? So don't, I don't care what company it's with, but if they tell you, I don't know, or they're not willing to go find out for you or look through your policy documents with you to find it, it's not, that's not a good fit. Because an I think so is not peace of mind. Exactly. And I and I think so is is horrible. If they can't also take you through the policy and point to where in the policy it says it's covered. Um, yeah. I, another question you should be asking is, are you a fully admitted carrier in our state? Because like we talked about, there's admitted and non-admitted carriers. Admitted is backed up by the state. Non-admitted is not. Um, there's advantages and disadvantages to doing business with both. But the big one for admitted carriers is that if they go bankrupt, if they can't cover a claim, the state steps in and does it for you because you're the consumer and you deserve that, right? You paid your premium, you're owed that, right? And then once someone does get a quote, if they want to start the policy, it's good like the next day, right? Yeah, it's good that night at midnight for, for ours. No policy is going to start the same day you buy it because of incidental like incident reasons. Like you could be calling me to buy an insurance policy because you just got into a car accident, right? <laughs> I need it right now. No, it's always going to start midnight the night, like the next day. So it'll Which start is amazing. So like, let's say I had a junk stock this weekend. Mm -hmm. I can pick up the phone, call Byberk, tell them what my needs are, what type of insurance we agree, get the mm -hmm. quote, and I'm good for that weekend. Yeah, you're good for... So our policy contracts are a year, right? So you want to maintain... And it, you can buy invent, event insurance and stuff, but it's usually more expensive. And why would you not want to protect yourself 24-7, mm -hmm. you know, all year, year round, right? Because junk stocks won't event, but there's a lot of stuff that can happen outside of this event or whatever it is, right? So, but yes, you would be good for midnight that night on. Yeah, because I'm sure as a small business owner, things slip your mind. Kind of how you were saying like, oh, your camera insurance had expired only 15 days before. Maybe in your head, you thought it was going to be a more timely or a more stressful thing to get the policy renewed when really it was just one phone call. Yeah, it's just one phone call. And that's, you know, we are, Byberg especially is a relatively, this is a relatively new concept, this quick business insurance. So for instance, commercial applications at other companies that I was, you know, that I've seen and that I've experienced in, in my own life are long drawn out affairs, 
They're usually one to two weeks before you get a quote, even sometimes, depending on the complexity of the business. Um, Byberk and other companies like it are kind of this the next step in this revolution of go online, get your business insurance right now, get your certificate, get all that stuff. We underwrite after the fact. So we do system underwriting. So the computer tells us yay or nay initially, so we can get you out the door, get get that premium pay, get that certificate in your hand. Um, and then we, our underwriters, it goes into a list and our underwriters go back and look at it after the fact to make sure everything's all good. So you are going to get underwritten by an actual physical like underwriter at some point, but we want you to be, we'd rather you be protected and something not be completely kosher than not protected and waiting and something happen mm. while you're waiting for a quote from us, right? That's not the goal. We want you to have the, we'd rather you have the coverage and maybe later on down the line, we find out the premium isn't right or something's wrong, then not have the coverage and something happen because you're waiting for us to underwrite or do something, right? Because some insurance is better than no insurance. Mm-hmm. And I think something that we just want to convey and that me and Allison have both learned is just call and just ask and explain your situation because maybe there's someone sitting in Ohio listening to this who has a small merch company or someone in Texas has like a calligraphy company and they're sitting there and they're like, wait, I actually don't know what could be covered because yeah, what if they break their wrist or something and they can't run their business? So I feel like the moral of the story is to one, don't let it happen. And you know, you have to, you can't go back in time, can't get the policy. And two, why don't you just call and just explain your situation to see if they can do something. If they can't, it's then fine. You like you, at least you tried. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Call, yes, call and ask. Ask a lot of questions. I'd, I'd love to give you guys like a list of questions to ask your insurance agent, but ask them all the questions. Every single question that you can think of to ask about your business or your insurance or whatever, ask them all the questions. Because as much as it is them trying to sell you a policy, you also need to like, they also need to sell you them and they need to sell you the company. And the you know, like they're not just selling you a policy. You need to really be comfortable buying into the company as a whole, right? Like the piece of paper really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's who are you doing? business with? Who can who can I trust? Because a, a insurance document is just an IOU. Hey, in case something bad happens to you, here's this piece of paper that says, I promise I'll pay if something bad happens. That's a lot of trust you guys are putting in a company, right? And so when you are looking at, again, when you are looking at what companies to trust, what questions to ask, ask them, are you an admitted carrier? What's your AM best rating, right? AM best is a financial credit. It's essentially a credit score for companies. What's your AM best rating? Is it an A or, or higher? Because that means that they're really solid financially, right? These are all things that you guys need to get comfortable asking and challenging insurance agents on because you could also go to a broker who writes for three or four different companies and he's going to give you three or four different quotes from three or four different companies where you can start processing, okay, what's this one's AM best rating? What's this one's AM best rating? Is this an admitted carrier in my state? Is this not an admitted carrier? And that'll start helping you pick the best company regardless of what the premium is, right? Mm. So there's more to it than just getting the cheapest policy. There's a lot more to (laughs) getting the cheapest policy, right? Like, I mean, if you want to operate in the bare minimum, that's fine. And you want to get the cheapest policy, that's fine. But it's very much an industry where you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Just like with clothing and stuff Mm -hmm. too, right? Like you Mm -hmm. get what you pay for, right? And, and, And the best stuff is rarely, if ever, the least expensive. However, Biberg has found a sweet spot. I was just going to say, because you guys have a little little loophole. (laughs) Yeah, so we are able to offer you the best policy on the market at, on average, 20% lower than every other company that's doing the same stuff. That's on average. So you're not going to get a 20% discount if you call in. But on average, our prices are at the 20% bracket for like competitiveness. And how is that possible? Um, That's possible because we are backed by Berkshire Hathaway, Berkshire Hathaway Direct Insurance Companies. Um, We're a solvent company. We have an A plus AM best rating, um, which I talked about as a credit score. Um, And we're just able to operate at much lower costs. We don't have any brick and mortar buildings. So we don't have any, we have one office here in Omaha, the Omaha World Title Building, and one office in Pennsylvania, in Scranton, PA. So where Michael Scott works. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I thought it was funny too when I first started. So we've got a Scranton PA office. um, But other than that, it's all completely remote. Like I work at home in Florida. Chris, one of my employees, works at home in Pennsylvania. Kim works at home in Iowa. We all have that option to work at home. So our overhead is relatively little. We don't really have a lot of bills because we're a Berkshire Hathaway. So we're able to not keep that for ourselves what we're going to do is pass it on to the consumer because we're in a good and ethical company and we want you guys to have the great protection at a fraction of cost. Yeah, because what I pay for New Wave is so good. Same with the podcast. Between all of my policies, I think I'm only maybe something like 250 a month. Maybe. Which is like so <laughs> yeah. good for four policies. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe. I, I don't even know if it's that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, maybe it is. You pay the bill, so maybe it is. But it's, We did a it's really close. good one for 1404 because of all the glass. That's right. Yeah. And we do off-site events. So yes. we did we did ramp that one up. That's right. That's right. We did do a good one. And since I have so many vendors over there, mm-hmm. a lot of people to be responsible for. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, all in all, my junk stock event was like 10 grand in the hole. So to, like you said, it took me a long time to pay that off. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I've spent $10,000 on insurance. No. There's, there's no, wow. there's no way. Yeah. Well, if someone wants to work with you, because we want to plug you and buy Burke, <laughs> what can they do? Can they call you? Can they just call the regular buy Burke number? So the regular buy Burke number, yeah, you can call that. I actually work in a different department within buy Burke. We started, they approached me about starting a department. So we started a department called account management. Um, what this is, is helping people who go online, buy a policy without ever talking to an agent. Well, you've got questions. Who do you talk to? So now you're going to get assigned one of my account managers. They're going to call you as soon as you, as soon as you hit that purchase button and your policy number gets generated, you're going to go into our tank. We're going to pull your accounts up and we're going to give you a call. We're going to give you an email, give you a friendly face, somebody to talk to, somebody to explain the policy to you because you bought this thing. You might as well know what's in it and what your rights are as a consumer, right? So we're going to explain that to you and let you know what other exposures we find in your business, right? How else Vibrant can help you. If you want to reach us, I'll send you the phone number for that. I think it's in my email signature from my email a few times, but the account management department is uh, 855-460-7471. There's only three of us. <laughs> There's Nate, Kim, and Chris, and then myself. Um, I don't get on the phone too much anymore, uh, but I will if somebody wants to work with me. If somebody asks for me, I'm more than happy to get on the phone and talk to anybody. Uh, but all of our all of our other account managers are great. Our sales agents are phenomenal, best in class. We have the some of the best and most hands-on training I've ever seen at a company, insurance or otherwise. From start to finish, I think it's like a three-month training program just to sell insurance on the phone, uh, which is like unheard of almost in the in the industry. So I mean, Berkshire Hathaway didn't get to where they are without dotting their I's and crossing <laughs> yes, their T's. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, the guys are top of the line. The guys and girls over there are top of the line. Um, they Everyone that you talk to on the phone will be more than helpful and, and happy to happy to help you with whatever you need. But again, if you want to talk to an account manager or myself, that, that's that 855 number there that I gave you guys. Again, I'll send it to you so you can have it for wherever. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes on yeah. socials and the website. Obviously, referrals are always appreciated. Uh, we are a very referral word of mouth business, still very old school in that way. So anybody that's looking for help or just has general questions about insurance as well, call us, talk to us. We're more than happy to answer those for you. Amazing. That like was actually so fun for insurance talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to try to make it as interesting as possible. I agree. I learned so much. And I feel like, yeah, if someone wants to explain their scenario, they can probably get very customized insight too on all the many ways that they could be covered too. So I, I think this was super helpful because again, there were so many things I didn't know. Yeah, I I mean, there's a lot of things I still don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, that's the beauty of this field is it's changing all the time. Forms are changing, laws laws and regulations are changing all the time. Um, And it's our job to be on top of that kind of stuff so that we can pass that on to you guys. That's why we get licenses. Amazing. Well, should we ask Ben our final Artie Friends podcast question? Let's do it. Okay. This is not an insurance question. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So we ask every guest that comes on our podcast this mm. question, as it is the Artie Friends podcast, to you, what makes a good friend? Unconditional love. Somebody who's going to love you no matter what. Yeah, that's a good answer. That was a really fast answer. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> me, me and my best friend just had a talk about this last night, actually. It's kind of ironic. So, because we finally got to catch up after me not being in Omaha. But yeah, unconditional love, willing to love and respect their decisions no matter what they're making and just be there even if it doesn't go well. I think that's important for guys to hear. Clay and I were talking about that at the lake this weekend. And mm-hmm male relationships, saying things like, man, I love you and giving a guy a hug, like men need that just as much. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm a big proponent and I've lost a lot of friends and brothers, unfortunately, to the disease that is mental health for a lot of men. Um, and I think telling people, especially men, often and early that they're loved and wanted and needed is very, very important. And I'm a big advocate of Movember. I do Movember every single year. Donate as much as possible. Yeah, just hug your bros. Guys and girls, hug your bros. They probably need it. Mm-hmm. Thank Love you for that. sharing that. Of course. Yeah, Clay, if if anyone's listening and wants more on that topic, Clay is going to come on in a few weeks and we're definitely going to be talking about Are men really? and mental health because... Oh, that's huge. Yeah, that's just been so prevalent in my life. And now that I'm boxing with all guys at the boxing gym, I feel like I'm helping all of them talk about their yeah. emotions more. And one of the guys wants to go into men's mental health and yeah. I'm not even a man. And I'm very passionate about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a dream of mine. I, I'm a big, big like 
huge men's mental health awareness person and we do every single I go to a lot of music festivals so me and my partner that's like our thing we go to music festivals a lot we have like a big group that we go with and like I use that as an opportunity and a platform to every guy in the crowd that I run into everybody that looks like they're having a good time or dudes or whatever it's just talking to them and saying hey just a reminder like you're loved and you need to talk mm-hmm. to somebody talk to them well if you have any few rapid fire things like that you do to take care of your mental health that oh, for man. any men listening or women listening that have men in their life what are some your favorites um i go on a walk every single morning by myself for like 20 minutes at least i journal a lot i journal almost every day i started meditating two years ago and that was huge but a lot of it too is like yeah just taking care of that side of things and then talking to my partner if anything's bothering me like really quickly right away i have a history of mental health like illness in my family too so it's like important for me to always talk if i need to so but yeah i mean rapid fire journaling talking as and and making physical contact while i'm talking with my partner and uh walking getting outside being in nature don't just sit inside guys get out and see some stuff and just acknowledging that it is important yes 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 you're you're worth it all of you so Mm. That was such a good way to end. Yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on. Yeah, of this course. Thank you for so having me. so insightful, so incredible. And I hope we get to meet sometime soon in person. You yeah. seem so great. Yeah, I know. I hope so. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys know next time I'm back in Omaha for sure. I think Sam will be with me then too. So yeah, I'm excited to meet her. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. Okay. Well, have fun in Thanks Saudi. Time. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, I heard you're going to Saudi. <laughs> That's know? actually crazy. <laughs> like, are you leaving tomorrow? Oh, I'm here. Oh, you're in <laughs> Saudi. You're there right now. Wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Not much to say, but in my background, it's just my hotel room. But yeah. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm here. So, cool. yeah, I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to another episode of Already Friends. We want to tell you guys, what is our favorite thing in this world? Getting Apple and Spotify reviews. So to thank you guys, when we hit 500 reviews on Apple and Spotify, we're going to give you one of your favorite things. And we're going to tell you what it is. It's a $50 gift card to wherever you want. Please, come on. We're desperate. We're literally dreaming up these reviews in our sleep. Got to help us get there. We want to keep creating great Already Friends podcast shows for you guys. We need those reviews. So don't make us beg, all right? (laughs) So leave a rating, leave a review, screenshot it, send it to us. And yeah, when we hit 500, we'll pick two of you guys to get a $50 gift card to wherever you choose. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you in the review section of our show. Love y'all. Love ya. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.